When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The truth is out there, and here, who knows? Either way, we're opening up the Bloom Files here on Post Show Recaps and X-Files First Watch slash Rewatch Podcast. Hello, everybody. Mike Bloom here, beginning Season 7 of the X-Files, but we're not focused on 7 right now. We're focusing on 6th, because it is the 6th Extinction <laughs> 1 and 2. That mm-hmm reaffirming that you're hearing is not a voice in your head, not a precog voice. <laughs> But it is Angela Bloom. Hi, Angela. Hi, Minority Report. I know. Mulder <laughs> comes out with the red ball. That would be an interesting, you know, path to go down, right? Because he does work in law enforcement in a certain you know, I perspective. Did, I did like that movie. It's a good movie. I don't good remember flick. a lot of it except for the red balls. That's literally the only thing I remember and about it. And the bald it. chick? The bald chick? The precogs. Oh, the, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, my God. Anyway, we're not talking about that movie. No. We're talking about the X-Files. Oh, I thought... I watched Minority Report six times in preparation and that's for all you remember is the red ball? Yep, exactly. One in one ear, out the other. No, we're talking about the first two episodes of season yes. seven, which is sort of parts two and three from the way that season six mm-hmm. ended. Uh, it, it caps off a lot of stuff between... Scully's African adventures between following up on not only the plates, but also the big ass ship in the water. As soon as we sat down for this and the opening scene showed Scully in her tent playing with photographs, I remembered the bugs. Yeah, this is a very (laughs) buggy episode. As soon as I saw that tent, I said, oh, no, here we go. Yeah, so let's let's just jump right into it then, because yeah, to, to again to set up what last time on the X Files, uh, they found you know some plates in the sands on the Ivory Coast. Keep them plates; they're artifacts. And, but they look like plates to me. Okay, plates. Yeah, like they're they're like they're not round though. Like, no, but like plates, as in like plates don't need to be round. Yes, I know, but when you say plates, it sounds like a dinner plate. No, I'm thinking more like metal plates. You know, so say metal plates. Metal plates. <laughs> she found a metal plate. A metal plate was found in the sand. Contained some writing that was linked back to you know some some Navajo scrawlings. Mm-hmm. Basically, TLDW. The aliens uh, created humanity. Yes, that's what they're getting at, and this is all sort of Chris Carter's like like baby where he like thought that the sixth extinction would come because of humanity, but that we were all descended from extraterrestrials. So it's happened before. It is interesting. And this will be something that I didn't realize, but now makes a lot more sense in retrospect with these two episodes. And Spencer wrote in to say that apparently at the time, Obviously, season seven was in the books, but the X-Files didn't know yes. it was renewed for season eight. Yeah. So I can, all of their contracts expired at the end of this season. So I can imagine now this makes a lot of sense cons- com- considering the characters that end up getting killed off in these two episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, 
bringing back all these people these and like then, rando and then characters yeah. yeah especially the ones that show up in Mulder's vision it's like oh like let's get the the best hits of the x-files um but yeah no it's it was very much so oh this is the end and this is why i mean i don't think it's why it's partially why but david company only renews for partially he's no longer a lead on the show after this season mm-hmm. so that's like pretty much him being peace out like i'll come by for like cameos but yeah well considering what happens to him in these two episodes <laughs> yeah <laughs> rough road um and maybe this is chris carter getting back at him because there was like a lawsuit going on at the time too because really? fox like the syndication of the show or something not the syndicate yeah he didn't get like money basically and he had a lawsuit and then chris carter actually the same thing happens to him in like future years anyway interesting yo i know that that happens you know like matt graining Mm -hmm. makes one of the best deals in retrospect in like human history where when he first created the simpsons he's like all right, you can do this, but I get profit share on, like, all the merchandising that you do. And they're like, yeah, sure, who cares? It's a yeah. little show. And then cut to, like, 30-plus years later, and he is raking it in. Yeah, so. so true. So let's let's go to Africa here, to your chagrin. Uh, Scully- no, I actually like the scenes in Africa. It's just the bugs that we're right. getting. And it. it starts right here, as basically, like, She's gonna. She's writing a letter to Mulder, who uh, is institutionalized. Yeah, it's like moment. when she writes to him when he was uh, in that. Um, when did she write? Oh, when they were in the ship together, and she's like writing a journal. Yeah, but it reminds me a bit of like those old Civil War letters, you know, yeah. like my yeah. dearest Mulder. Yeah, so I mean, she's done this before, where she writes down her. Th- oh, when she had her cancer, and she's writing That's in her journal, and they're all Mori, yeah. yeah, they're all letters to Mulder, but. Um, Anyway, she's looking at some of these plates. She's writing to Mulder, and all of a sudden, a figure of what I can only call a native African man shows up behind her and then vanishes. So, like, some creepy guy shows up behind her and then vanishes. So, she's obviously a little scared. I would be stunned beyond all belief. If there was any consultation with anyone of color no. in this episode. Although I will say the actress who plays Amina, Dr. Amina. Dr. Ngebe. Nim, yeah, I don't know how to say her name, but um, is great in this. I, I doubt she actually is like fully African descent. Maybe mm-hmm. she's of African descent, but that accent. I don't. Th- I doubt is real. So uh, I doubt that this guy is real. <laughs> yeah. Well, so they don't really answer this. What was this supposed to be? I, can't, I think kind of like a warning, like a like a vision of like stay away. But it's a message sent what from the aliens? Yeah, but they're in Africa, so they, yeah. Well, well the, the aliens guess- don't have any. Um, PC-ness about them. Yeah, but it's interesting because, you know, obviously we're going to get Mulder's side of things, right? That Because yes. he was vaccinated against the black oil, he's having all these, like, Gibson-esque, you know, precognitive abilities. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what Scully gets here as well for, like, her being exposed to the black oil? Is that she gets no. random visions? No, I think that this is... Because uh, you can see later, Dr. The Amina, Dr. Amina, I'm going to call her, um gets visions too though like she's seeing some of the stuff that scully's seeing okay you know like she's seeing the bugs she's seeing you know so there are certain so and the like, plague the so there's just apparitions that are yeah because she doesn't see later the apparition of herself turning into this guy so right. there's things that are they're trying to tell scully through this but it's not like she's having the same situation that Mulder's having yeah and that having. includes uh, having her tent covered in bugs Mm-hmm. Icky, 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 icky. Yeah, and like you said, it seems like 
there are biblical plagues that are going to be foisted upon the Ivory Coast as Scully's hanging out here. Right. So the whole situation is that there are these signs of apocalypse that are like coming from like yeah, like you said, biblical. There's these plagues of locusts. So right. and then we're going to get you know eventually the boiling, the boiling water. With yeah, the, with the boils. Exactly. So you know, I don't know necessarily what um you know what it is, but yeah, she's it might, getting vision. It might have just been the ship. To, you know, no, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Okay. But um, I don't think that it's um, it's meant to be anything like mo- what happening to Mulder, right? Because what's Mulder? I mean, first of something all, something triggered something in Mulder, whereas yeah. the visions and the plagues and everything are just happening. Mulder. Uh, also, I was right. Um, her the actress's name is Janelle Kennedy, and she was born in New Orleans, Louisiana. Okay, well, quite the opposite. And she plays Joanne in Dream Dreamgirls. Who's Joanne? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, first name character in Dreamgirls. Mulder looks wrecked through these two episodes. <laughs> yeah, the poor guy. He's basically like in a coma for most of it. And then the times he's not in a coma, he has these like bug eyes because he's like. Well, not, I mean, bug eyes are actually the ones that Scully's experiencing. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, I, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, not the best look for Moldy yeah. here. Because at this point, he's mentally overwhelmed. Like, I think the doctors say, right, that mm-hmm. his, he has this insane brain activity and he's not being it's, allowed to. Yeah, it's to abnormal rest. brain activity. And he's basically like, they say he's like prison, a prisoner of his own mind. Like he can't like he can't get out of his own brain. And they they show this later when like in the first uh, scene of the second extinction episode where he's yelling mom. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's where he's like actually comatose Uh here. He's like incommunicable. Right. Like he Skinner comes into Uh, him. He like throttles him. But he actually writes on a scrap of clothing. Help me. Which yeah, because he's like very good dexterity work from yeah with his own blood. Yeah, which like good penmanship, I would say. (laughs) Yeah, and basically at this point, um, Skinner is going to enlist the help of Michael Critchgow. Um, Yeah, which is interesting because you would think so. He writes. He basically goes to Catatonic Mulder, says, write down what you want. Yes. And he writes down KR, and you assume he's saying Crycheck. Uh-huh. But we'll find out that it's actually Michael Krishka, who hasn't appeared since, what, like the beginning of season five? Yeah, I couldn't tell you the last episode we saw him, but you will remember the last episode we did see him. He basically, like, lost everything because he followed with what Mulder right. asked him he to was, do. He was from that whole arc where mm-hmm. he basically revealed to Mulder, this is all a government conspiracy, it's all been fabricated for you. And then Mulder did not nothing to keep him safe <laughs> yeah exactly so so he's become like incredibly discredited at this mm-hmm. point right he's like camped out in a shanty apartment it's very clear he's lost his job with the government yeah. um but before that i do think there's a scene with another scene with scully and yeah the there's, there's a couple so when we meet amina right amina says that she's uh she works with animalists yeah she's solomon merkelman's former colleague um and she basically is like warning her to to not tell any of the locals about the swarm of bugs because they don't like they don't believe in nature's work no and the apparition um because (laughs) she also says something about the african internet um which is basically like word of mouth that um don't call the african internet oh my god yeah that they would it's more that she's worried that they'll 
then nobody will come help. Nobody will come work yeah, here. Yeah, just say gossip. Don't call it the African internet, people. <laughs> well, yeah. But she's basically saying, don't tell any of the locals about this because nobody will come to right. your day. If you come in them and you're saying these are aliens, nobody's going to Not even you. Th- No, that she's saying don't tell them about the swarm or the primitive uh, agreement or anything like that because they're going to believe it's a bad omen and they're right. not going to help you with your dig site. And this is where we get... You Which know, they shouldn't because they go into the water and it's boiling. And also it turns to blood at a certain point so really just don't go in the water <laughs> don't whatsoever. go in the water um yeah that's like once dr barnes arrives uh the oh, water dr. turns barnes. to blood that, this was confusing there was this hot second right where you said is this did they cast a different person no to play he just dr. looks barnes? raggedy well this is casual barnes right yes. like he's out of academia <laughs> yes uh brendan fitzpatrick said that barnes kind of looks like a knockoff john lithgow he definitely which, which does. i definitely see yeah so that's probably why we were like oh he looks familiar but and especially in this look he looks more like john lithgow than he does in the previous look and but john lithgow famous alien <laughs> Famous alien. I uh, love Third Rock from the Sun. I know you do. The big giant head. <laughs> You're so weird. Never forget one of French Stewart's finest roles in all of television. Probably, yeah. <laughs> by, by default. <laughs> by default, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about this Krishkow side of things, because mm-hmm. I was surprised about this in the moment, but I think in retrospect makes a lot more sense. And Spencer, you know, expressed this, that I think, again, given all that Gibson stuff that we experienced, yeah. makes so much more sense as to why Mulder has these abilities. Yes and no. I mean, I think they're kind of um, loosely tying it to that mm-hmm. in an, an excuse to give Mulder these abilities to have him have a little bit like a um, well, we'll see in the next episode, Jesus moment. Oh um, God, yeah. But yeah, basically Skinner's visits Michael Krichgau, basically like Mulder wants your help and he's living in low income housing and yeah. he finally does convince him to go to the hospital. Um, and he tells Skinner that he believes that Mulder has alien induced mind reading abilities and he's going to wake him up. To slow down his brain activity, he's going to give him phenytoin, which is a drug, I mm. guess. I, I believe that is the drug. Isn't that the drug that killed Michael Jackson? No, that is Profifol. Uh, okay. I know this because that is what they give you when you go under anesthesia for small procedures. And I had an endoscopy and it was the best. <laughs> oh, God, please don't advocate. We're not a Profifol <laughs> No, but that is what they give you for... Um, anesthesia and i can see how you could get addicted to it because you wake up refreshed um that's like a good night's sleep <laughs> truly <laughs> but yeah chris cow brings up this phenomenon called i think he calls it remote viewing right this yes. idea where the brain is oh, working uh, overtime phenytoin is an anti-seizure medication oh, okay which sure slows down brain activity makes sense yeah basically he's giving him something to slow down the electrical impulse yes. to mold his brain to like round Sna- him to yeah, snap him out of his like little like reverie of i don't know mind reading and he does he comes back and says they're coming much like much like our son but he's saying that because down the hall diana fowley and the doctor are coming down the hall right so at this point Mulder doesn't necessarily realize it but he's expressing those powers like the way krishkow kind of gets a a sense that something's up is that he sees Mulder's brain activity spike in response to a question that he didn't ask out loud yes right like oh he must have read my mind heard my voice and responded hence the spike in brain activity yeah exactly and so they're gonna wake him up a little bit but um they 
Oh, during that wake up, he basically tells Skinner he knows about Alex Krychak and like why he's being blackmailed. Yeah, he, he does a nice little yada yada. We know Mike Bloom didn't watch those episodes, so like, let's, let's describe what happened. <laughs> and with, also with the that Fowley is like with the smoking man. He like says like, oh, I know about her being bad too. Meanwhile, Scully is doing a little bit like uh, Stranger Things season two, right? She has all the piece yes. of paper with the, yeah, the so markings she's, on the she's ship. She's taken photos and like in sequence of these markings, put them all out on the floor, and it's all very much so in an effort to translate the inscriptions. And so she's taking Barnes's help yeah. because he is very, very invested in this project. And we should also mention, I was a bit surprised to see Barnes here, not only because I didn't remember what he looked like, but also <laughs> when we saw him on the roof with Krychek, mm-hmm. my assumption is if you he share a scene it. with Alexander Krychek, he's going to murder And you. I think that may have been the assumption, but for some reason, like, they bring him back here. I don't know what Well, the- I think it's, so, so Cigarette Smoking Man is obviously using him, right? Yes. Like, he is, he's here on and behalf of him to spy. That and then also Barnes is obviously very invested in this because it is like a huge mystery and he's an academic man. He wants to solve it. And it's interesting because as Scully herself vocalizes, right, this guy was known for discrediting the work of Sokovia or whatever that guy's yes. name was uh, the, the entire time. But now he's sort of it, he sort of has feet in both camps. Right, like, well, because I think he discredited that work on the cigarette smoking's behalf. Well, because Amina's going to say, you know, oh, uh, the genetic mappings on the whole of the ship. This is a work of God, and Barnes is like, there is no God. It was just a spark that merely created the animate from the inanimate. Right, because they're finding on the spacecraft inscriptions which contain like a ton of information on human genetics. Right, like literally, she Scully is doing the uh, the <laughs> Christmas story Ovaltine ring, spelling out like adenine, yeah. cytosine, guanine, thymine, yeah, and um. And then also there's like texts from different religious scriptures. So Dr. Amina finds the Quran is inscribed on one of these things too. And it's like, and that's why she's like, well, it's yeah. an act of God. It, it maps out the day of final judgment. Anyway, Barnes loses his shit. He <laughs> goes truly loco. It's a little bit a uh, heart of darkness. Became another yeah. African based piece of pop culture. And he has a machete. Yeah. He pulls a machete on them. Basically it's like, Oh, you're going to take credit for my discovery. We can't yeah. have that. And, Basically, he's going to, like, sit up all night holding them hostage so they don't leave. Yeah, so they're laying down in their little bug tents, and they're kind of looking at each other, and they're trying to find a time to, to like, escape. And yeah. all of a sudden, the metal plates um, <laughs> that are located under a desk start shaking because on top of the metal plates are a bunch of dead fish that they pulled out of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And the fish have been reanimated. So they're just flipping, flipping yeah, around. The craft is bringing dead fish back to life. And Scully takes this opportunity to knock him out and escape. Yeah, GTFO. <laughs> Meanwhile, Krishka was going to test Mulder's methodology in a little of a lampshaded moment, like a little bit shades of Ghostbusters. But this is a section that like stands out to me in my mind too, because it's like I remember exactly what happens in this, which is yeah. kind of crazy. But instead of cards, it is instead three mini television sets, and it's like okay, touch the the, the screen that's going to have the UFO showing up. on Yeah, it. as it comes, it basically like touch the screen that has the UFO on it when it pops up. So it's rotating through all these different. It's like flashcards, and yeah, identify the flashcard when it's up. Yeah, but. but- He's not able to do it. And, and Krishka was like, it's only like 25%, which is like not good. So he clearly doesn't have like telepathy abilities. And Skinner's like, wait, 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 wait a second. Speed it up. Crank that soldier boy. Crank that soldier boy. And Mulder is able to actually anticipate the images, which means he's like, he's a precog. Yeah. Which is a favorite word of yours. Um, but yeah, so it basically proves that he does have this abnormal brain activity that's leading to, um, 
I don't know, like all these abilities. Yeah. But again, it's the remote viewing. It's this idea that like, mm-hmm. not necessarily he knows what's going to happen, but he's able to anticipate yeah. things based on, you know, his enhanced brain activity. So immediately these two are like, we got to get him out of here. Yeah. Uh, well, though, though Skinner bristles a little bit, right? Cause he's like, stop trying to pump him full of drugs. Yeah. It's clear. You have your own agenda where you want to like discredit the government that so essentially that you discredited can, you. Yeah. Revenge plot. Uh, and so they're arguing so much that in Bussin, the old foul. Right. So their plan was to inject Mulder with the phenotonin again in order to get him mobile so they can get him out of the hospital. But they inject him and this time they're caught by Fowley and yeah. Mulder just goes into a straight up seizure. <laughs> well, which is the, that's the medication that should have prevented that. Yeah, exactly. Totally weird. Meanwhile, ev- everyone's uh, having their own issues. Everyone's I mean, got problems. Y- yeah, so Barnes is, we're back in Africa. First of all, we forgot to mention that Scully sees the yeah, African he, man again. You talked about this. I yeah. were driving out. She looked to, to Dr. Amina. And it basically the, is a the spare man who said, some truths are not meant for you. She basically decides that's a sign for her to go back and, and take care of Boulder. Mm-hmm. And so Barnes is left to his own devices, decides to experiment. Yeah, his, his, his own devices is murder. And he kills the driver of the Jeep. Um, and he does it, I mean, surprisingly quickly. Maybe he just you know, stuck the right vein, but like one strike of the machete and this dude died. He sliced his head open. He, I, I didn't, I thought it was just a strike to the chest. I didn't see no, the head. No, his head is like hacked in half. Oh, I did not. Maybe I chose to ignore that. Yeah, it was really gross. Gruesome. So yeah, he kills him because he thinks like, let's experiment. Let's see if I kill this man. Will he come back to life? Is like this, Jesus. Is this the, the, the fountain, Lazarus. Yeah, the Lazarus pit of it all. And so, um, yes, he does. Uh, but he comes back as a zombie oh, and he kills God. Barnes. Oh, maybe it's Barnes that has his head hacked in half. Somebody has no, their head the, hacked yeah, in yeah, half. The guy, the guy, yeah, I think, I think it's that he, they find like his body. No, but I mean, when the guy hacks into Barnes, yeah. I do think it's his head that he hits. That's what I was, that's yes. what I believe it is. Um, meanwhile, Fowley basically now has this sort of like debrief with Mulder, right? She basically is trying to gaslight him Mm -hmm. once more saying, you know, uh, my loyalty is to you. And I know it's also to a man you despise. Because again, the assumption is... But he's like under right now. Yeah. Yeah. She's like talking to his corpse. But the assumption is after the whole two fathers, one son thing that she is like firmly even more so Mm -hmm. in the cigarette smoking man's pocket. She called him in the season six finale. Yeah. Uh, And so basically Fowley also says... I'm in love with you, Mulder, and now we can be together. Yeah, it's so stupid. I hate her. Not that I'm like a Ugh. an avid like Scully Mulder need to be together person, which I I am, but like at the same time, it's like it's neither here nor there. Just, like I just, it's so not needed. It's weird because next episode we're going to get her redemption. She's going to do a little bit of Jeffrey Spender. I just don't like, think she's the person. You just I don't feel their chemistry. I don't feel their chemistry, and I also don't feel like the the writers felt the chemistry either. No, like, it's I feel very like, forced. Again, I know we're skipping around episodes, but I feel like we should have gotten more of a buildup to this. Than and just, I think like, they these tried to, and, and yeah. I think they tried to in previous episodes where like the Mulder or Scully and Fowley were like fighting over him in a way, and like I don't know, it, I just don't buy her as a as a romantic interest for him, and I think yeah. that comes down to the fact that they have no chemistry together, where yeah. Scully. David Duchovny and Jillian Anderson do have chemistry uh, because apparently they would fight all the time offset and whatever. But yeah, there's just nothing there. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, back on the African coast, the spaceship is gone. Spaceship is gone. And Barnes dead. Yeah, Barnes Officially is dead. this time. And we should also mention here that, that Scully was able to, like you said, she, she hopped on a jet plane. 
came back over like you know she immediately insists on going to see Mulder mm-hmm. uh, she says you know he's not dying he's more alive than he's ever been so like she's drinking a little bit of that that Kool-Aid right that yeah. sweet sweet Mulder juice of there's something weird going on well I mean it's pretty clear at this point but um, he she says that line it's so cheesy yeah and there's also again speaking about teasing something right she has her own coma conversation with Mulder and she uh-huh. says you know find a way to hold on I love you yeah well I mean she does love him she does love him but I I don't know I could see it's a little fan pandering. Show, yeah, the show was presenting like Mulder and his two women, you know, yeah. the love triangle. Yeah. But like you said, uh, um, Dr. Amina pulls up to the ship. Barnes is dead and the ship is gone. But like, are we to assume that the aliens got in it or like did the zombie? You know, I actually have no idea. Did the zombie driver get I in it? I think that the that we're just supposed to assume that maybe it was like taken out into water and it was just like meant like disappeared. Like mm. I don't think could it be like an um a self driving car where like the aliens yeah, are like beep, yeah beep, okay come on back. I don't feel like it was like the aliens came and like took it, but like something about it like moved it away. It had like a self like hiding mechanism i don't know it's hard to say but it's gone it's mysterious yes and so that is sort of like r.i.p to this storyline that we'll get references to it in part two i would say part two is very different from part one Mm -hmm. and that that will reflect in the writer and the director and also with the the tone of it i do think that this episode serves nicely as a sequel to the season six finale and maybe as a nice conduit between you know what yeah because i think if they tried to push everything that they push in season the six extinction part two amor fati it would be a little uh, a little much. Well, we're going to talk more about Amor Fati in Amor Time. But first, let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors. Back to talk amor about amor fati. What does amor fati mean? I was just looking it up because I don't remember, but I feel like I know this. Probably something about love, right? Because amor, maybe. Um, I'll get back to you. Okay, because I don't. Maybe it ties into the fact that this is a little bit of like a. I don't know. It's an odd combination of. Fox Mulder, this is your life versus <sighs> Fox Mulder, this is what your life could be. Slash David Duchovny wants to be Jesus Christ. So, yeah, on that note, so you said this was written by Duchovny? So, this is written by Duchovny. Uh, portions of it were written by Chris Carter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, basically, this is his second time writing for the show. Right, he wrote he, The Unnatural. The, uh, and he wrote the, uh, co-developed the second season finale, right. Anasazi. So yeah, he, he, he's done a lot of, like, hey, let me pitch in on a couple yeah, things. Yeah, so this is inspired... Uh, Amor Fati, I remember I read this, um, is inspired by the Latin phrase referring to the love of fate, which is an important concept of the philosophical works of Friedrich Nietzsche. Oh, very Nietzsche. Basically, it's meant to be um, talked about, like, what is our fate? Mm-hmm. You know, like, but... What does it have to do with anything? You know, do we try to change things? Do we, you know, just go with the flow? And right. and basically, it's about him accepting and then embracing his, you know, we want to believe journey. You know, right. it's, it's all of it's, that. It's, it's one of those, yet again, one of these reaffirming things of... In this capacity, yes. the cigarette smoking man's a little bit like the wolf in, in Little Red Riding Hood, right? Of, oh, let me mm-hmm. lead you off the trail and you can do this instead yes. of going to Granny's house. So, 
in addition to that, um, Mulder's dream and the decisions that he makes in the episode, these are the parts that were written by Duchovny. So there are parts that are not in his dream that Chris Carter just kind of like tied it all together. Interesting. And so the dream is inspired by, of course, that, um, the, the concept of finding fate, but also it's reminiscent of the actions in the novel, The Last Temptation of Christ. Yes. And if you've ever seen the movie, The Last Temptation of Christ, it's exactly the same. It's like Christ makes the decision to not be killed for hum- the good of humanity and what happened, or he's like tempted and he goes with that temptation. Mm-hmm. And then what happens from there? Like it's, it's showing it's like, a, it's a wonderful life type thing. Interesting. Okay. Cause I've never seen the last time. Ah, yeah. So it's basically, it's, ex- uh, it's my, ex- my types of people don't necessarily <laughs> like those stories. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So, well, I did take uh, a class that discussed the last temptation of t- Christ. I mean, it was, it was, I think it was called like Jesus Christ superstar. Was it, it was, it was my, first year seminar at college but it was actually really it's a really good thing to talk about Mm because it's such an interesting um idea whether or not it has anything to do with jesus is like um basically the story is that jesus is torn between his higher calling and then his desire to be human basically yeah i can imagine that like this idea right of oh i've been saddled with this yeah, I mean, this is a. The, so the last temptation a, ends to, up being like a, a very like human one. I forget what it is, whether it's a woman or a child. Ooh. I feel like it's a child, maybe that mm-hmm. he has to take. I forget, but he's tempted. He goes with it and then realizes his mistake, and then time reverses, and he's oh okay, what? And it, or it's like a vision or something. It's like you Superman know, Superman too. He he. Flies I can't remember if it's it yeah. I can't remember if it's time reversing or if it was all a dream, and he just realizes that he does need to kill for, be killed for the sake mm-hmm. of humanity, whatever. But that's kind of what Duchovny. He's drawn to the fact that, and he's quoted saying that, um, you know, that his struggle is not only godlike, but human. And that, um, he uses that template for Mulder in the, in the episode. Yeah. It's a really interesting choice to explore this. I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's also a little, a little intense for. I mean, on the nose, I think, would be describing it mildly to the point where when Mulder's <laughs> going to be taken by the cigarette smoky man, he literally yeah. gets tied down to a cross-like shape. Yeah, yeah. And there's also a lot in this episode that was not received perfectly well by the audience because of hmm. the fact that half of it is a dream. Uh, and it's oh, yeah. So there's a lot of things that are said that are canon in that the smoky man was Mulder's father. And so <sighs> they say that, but they say it in a way that you're like, wait is that real? Like, right. so well, a lot of it was like, what's happening? Well, let's talk about that because let's, let's start with, with Mulder and we, but I think they intended that they wanted it to be mysterious and that nobody really knew what was going on. Yeah. But at this point, there's a fine line between mysterious yes. and frustrating. When you say something like I'm your father, it's like, okay. And especially concerning that we've gotten this hint a few times. Mm-hmm. If we once again, get it teased. It, it's like that thing, right? Of, Oh, here's this alien proof. It's a little totally self-indulgent. I mean, from my perspective, some of this episode is very self-indulgent, but, so, so Mulder's sitting on a beach and he's watching what looks like some sort of like toddler walking along. It'll end up being a young child. Is this assumed to be him? Yeah. So I we were talking about this, but I am going to tell you right now that it, it has like multiple assumptions. But I think the intent is that it's him and he's sort of talking with himself and that the child that represents like his childlike like uh, interest in all of this, like yeah. very like pure natured want to find the truth out and mm-hmm. that he's like 
you know, has to help himself get back to that, I think yeah. is all it means. I don't think we should look much deeper into it as we continue on with the series. Right. Cause it'll eventually, cause we see, we start here seeing like baby Mulder, you know, running towards his parents. So I was thinking like, okay, is this a vision of him in the yeah. past that he just remembers? I don't think so. No. Like a demons thing, right? Where he go- undergoes the regression hypnosis. Yeah. They also had some issues with casting for this because I guess they had originally cast somebody's son to play this little boy, but then realized it was going to be too long on set. So then they had to cast twins. So there's like a chance that some of the scenes are uh, not Nikki, the same. Nikki kid. and Alex from Full House McCarran. <laughs> Truly. <in this> <laughs> so, hey, Mrs. Mulder's back for like a hot second. Yeah, this is another one of those. Uh, we might not go past this um season this season so like we're gonna see her as tina Mulder. uh we're gonna see the woman who played samantha we're mm. gonna see a bunch of other people so uh, we're gonna see deep throat deep throat i don't know why when i thought deep throat the first name that jumped to my mind was dead fart i'm like and i literally just almost said on mic like oh yeah we see well dead, you did just say we it do, so. we do see dead fart <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to call him that from now on. <laughs> well, he's dead. Well, he's so. a dead and he was a fart. Yeah, so he's a little fart. So dead fart. This is the moment you mentioned before, which is one of your personal fears, right? Mrs. Mulder goes to visit him and he's like, Mom! Uh, yeah, this Mom! is one of those ones that, have you, well, have you ever been in like a sleep paralysis before? I have not. I know that you have experienced I that. have experienced it before where you are half asleep half awake but you can't move your body yeah and it's like the it's really scary and it does go away but like you end up thinking like I, it's one of those things when you're in it like is this going to be forever yeah, and like, like, it after dentist yeah <laughs> you've experienced this in multiple times with me but every time i get to really really sick or like i'll get like food poisoning or something like i can't see the end of the tunnel and i think that this is going to be me forever yeah. because when i was pregnant with asher i was i had hypermesis which yep. is basically where you throw up until you have the baby and i was like is this gonna be me to be forever clear, you don't throw up the baby you just no, throw no, up no. until you have the baby yeah but you're like nauseous 24 7 to the point where you have to go to the hospital to get yeah. fluids yep, and like it was hard for me to see the light at the end of the tunnel with that <laughs> at the time. So now every time something happens, I do sort of get PTSD and I think this is it. This is the yeah, end. <laughs> you really needed like a Mulder as coma fantasy of like what your life could have been to realize yeah, maybe. how good you had but it. But anyway, so he's sort of in his, his paralysis because they're, they're trying to, um, they're like keeping him under because last time. Well, yeah, we, we just saw last time they tried to break him out. He had a, had a seizure. seizure. So they're keeping him under to try to, to keep him sane and also to stop the brain activity. But it's yeah. not really helping. And Tina visits and he's like, oh, I wish you could hear me, Mulder. And he's like, I can hear you, mom. Mom, mom I, I can hear you. And then he screams, mom. Samantha. <laughs> yeah, it's very much a Samantha moment. But anybody. Mulder is going to get a visit from a family member who has not revealed himself at the moment. Yes. But Cigarette Smoking Man, he knows, you know, I know you can read my thoughts, boy. Like, he knows mm-hmm. what Mulder can, is, can read his thoughts. Yes. And so he thinks this entire time basically saying... Hey. Oh, and he gives him the, the drugs right, right here. He, he rouses him up and basically says, like, oh, your debt has been wiped. I want you to come with me. Mm-hmm. I, I do like... Like, I'm your father and I'm going to take you home. Like, I, I do like this reference here, though, to, to the point that you underlined earlier where he says, you're not Christ, you're not Prince Hamlet, yeah. you're not even Ralph Nader. You're not even Ralph Nader. He's basically trying Topical. to knock him down, and I think that this is the this is the temptation. It's all the temptation, yeah. but this is the moment. Choosing to go with him to see, you know, like, to give up his own ego that he is important. 
Um, yeah. And I do like that theme, theme sort of situation here. Did he need to be his father? No. Yeah. He didn't. So let's, let's talk but about I that. Think I think that mean, that has to do with him being Christ, you know, and. Yeah. Well, I mean, literally, Smokey is pulling a Darth Vader, right? Yes. Just take my hand. I am your father. Yeah. And I mean, this came out far after that. So I, I don't know what the intent was there, if they were trying to copy it or if they were just being like flippant. Yeah. But I got to say, I don't love it. I think it's tough because I just feel like it wasn't revealed in a very good way. No, and I don't think it was necessary for it to be true. You yeah. know, I think it could have been part of yeah, this without being like, it true. Uh, I don't like Bill Mulder being cucked personally. No, but I mean, she had an affair with him, so who's to say? And Mulder was his dad. Whether or not he was his biological father, who's to say? But Wait, he Mulder was, was his dad? Bill Mulder. Oh, Bill Mulder was his dad. Yes. Mulder 1 was, was Mulder 2's like, dad. Mulder was, was Cigarette Smoking Man's son. Yeah, well... um, Anyway, so he's going to take him away. <laughs> yeah, basically, like, Mulder's going to, I suppose, agree to go with him, because I guess anything's he better wakes than up the hospital. The, and, he, and he wakes up in the car later, so I guess he did. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, meanwhile. Chris Gow is going to show up. <laughs> like, you said jinx three seconds. Yo, after. me a Coke. Okay, well, we got some downstairs. Uh, right. But ba- basically, he warns Scully. Yeah. Right? He basically says, like, yeah, you know what? You have access to Mulder. You need to use it wisely. Mm-hmm. Basically, do not take out the disease, you know, this disease is a really uh, advantageous thing that we can use to help prove everything Mulder's been working for. Don't, like, don't take it out, because then we lose all Yeah, remnants. don't try to cure him, because I think that it's more important that he's going through this, and Scully's, like, having a little trouble with that, because she really just wants to save Mulder. Yeah, he, like, he clearly is suffering. He also, this is where he claims that Mulder's contact with the spacecraft basically reawakened the black oil. Right. And, and, and also talking about Christ-like yeah. imagery, like, he is the the possible one that could save everybody. Because he's technically proof of alien life. Right. Um... And so, so it's less, so it's less Neo, and he's more like the the smoking gun. Exactly, um, but this is also where uh, Skinner, who's like trying to find Mulder, tells Scully that like his mother signed him out of the hospital, basically. Yeah. And Skinner also watches his hand to this entire situation. He's like, I'm way too close to this. Also, uh, Krishkow's going to kill me with nanobots, so I don't want to uh, do this anymore. Crycheck. Crycheck. This is the problem. <laughs> too many KRs. True. Too many Russian Like, last Luckily, names. We'll, we'll have one off the table very soon in this episode. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, basically, this is uh, where we find out that he has gone with um, the cigarette smoking man. Um that uh, they're uh, basically in the suburbs of Connecticut, from yeah, what it looks I, like. <laughs> I'm very happy for David Duchovny's sake. He didn't have to wear that hospital gown for yeah, an entire other episode. They put him in his classic t-shirt and jeans eventually. Yeah. Um, Scully, meanwhile, is going to get a little bit of a spiritual visit. Yeah, well, we were skipping over Deep Throat. No, this isn't Deep Throat uh, yet. Albert Hostine's going to visit. It's, oh, right, right, right. I forgot, I forgot. Um, so anyway, uh, she, yeah, gets a little visity visit. Yeah, he drops by and is basically like, uh, hey, you have to find Mulder. It may be the end of us all. Mm-hmm. And so she's led to basically. Is this also where she gets the book? Yeah, no, this isn't the book yet. This is, this is book. where she gets guided to the footage from the uh, hospital. Yes, 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 yes. Like, oh, someone with those veiny old hands is talking to Mrs. Mulder. I wonder who that could be. Yeah, so she goes to the hospital and they find security tapes and she sees Mulder's mother talking to the cigarette smoking man but is unable to contact her she's not able to like get in touch with his mom yeah meanwhile cigarette smoking man like you said sort of like sort of abandoned but then tries to create this illusion of free will right like yeah hey i know i drove you in this car but why don't you go exploring and he just yeah. literally walks off yeah, he, he's just like go check out your new house 
And his new house has a fridge full of sunflower seeds. Sunflower seeds and like, um, and milk, right? Yeah, I think there was some, probably some milk in there, probably some non-expired Sunny D. No, it was sunflower seeds and then there was something else next to it. I forget. Orange juice, maybe something like very like, oh, you like this stuff. Wait, well, remember that one episode where he had nothing except for the orange juice and yeah. he, and he, it was spoiled. So maybe that's all he was seeking out. Anyway, it was a fridge for Mulder and yeah. in his kitchen, he finds dead his, fart, dead fart, his former friend, um, still played by Jerry Harden and basically tells him that he faked his own death to ex- escape the burden of like being part of the syndicate basically he said that, you know, uh, oh you know oh i just got shot but it's fine i started a whole new chapter it's like in my witness life. he's basically claiming that this is witness protection that this community of houses is uh, all the people that want to escape like the government conspiracy exactly like world. It's, it's, they're really putting them under this illusion of well the people who you left you in your life aren't really dead we've just yeah. been hiding out this entire time and we're here to help you escape and speaking of helping him escape by chihuahua yeah so one of the temptations that is offered here is diana fowley in a yeah. red light mary and magdalene a, and a nice little number here yeah so they basically do it because she yeah. convinces him to like lean like lean into the the carnal pleasures of humanity she looks different here yeah there, you didn't it, think this you didn't realize this was fally at first and yeah. i knew it was i think it's but, the hair i think the hair in her professional setting is more quaffed well, and she's this also is, wearing like a lingerie well yeah that was probably more of the big the big also <laughs> this is like terrible but i like just i don't find her like the most attractive in the world so i always mm-hmm. have to, and i think that has to do with the time and her hair and her style it's rough but uh, yeah for some reason i just and i don't buy it that they would have sex like i just <laughs> Just don't think even, it's, even in Mulder's like carnal fantasies. I just don't buy her as somebody that he should be attracted to. <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't know. I guess if we're looking, we and saw, she's done so much shit to him. How yeah. can he still want to like be with Mulder? Is a pretty screwed up person. It's though. true, and, and plus he doesn't he doesn't get it uh, get it in quite often. I we, imagine. Yeah, and we also know that he has this history with Fowley that we yes. don't necessarily know about. Yeah. And I feel like there's a lot of backstory that we're not. And they on. they tell you, but they don't show you, which is hard. So you don't end up being like totally in the know. But so speaking of Fowley, we'll find out later. But as the secret beneficiary, mm-hmm. but this is when Scully gets a book and basically it talks about the yeah, she gets like a mysterious package yeah and then this book talks about the anasazi and this idea of like a whole people vanish without a trace and essentially the yeah. ideas of the sixth extinction are, are echoed back to yeah her. basically it's a, a book on native american like belief structures and one of them describes how one man will prevent the impending apocalypse it basically like kind of laying it out for you that Mulder's that guy yeah and so she feels like you know uh she calls skinner like oh Sir, I'm pretty sure I figured it out. Mulder's being kidnapped to prevent extinction, and and Skinner hangs up. And first, you know, she's like, "How rude! Let me go storm into his Mm -hmm. office." But maybe it was more so for health concerns. Yeah, so she storms into his office, and he, I guess, he had been having a meeting with Crycheck, and so Crycheck is there, but she doesn't know it's Crycheck because he's wearing a long wig. Yeah, so I guess this was what Spencer referred to again. We didn't see this episode, but it seemed like this might have been Crycheck's disguise when he implanted the nanobots in the first place. Yeah, I'm actually very happy we skipped that episode. It's super frustrating. He looks like a Geico caveman, and it's Yeah, yeah, and so he's wearing this, like, green army jacket and, like, looks like a homeless guy, basically. And so... So, How would they let this man into the FBI. Well, I think he probably knows the secret entrances. Yeah, but like you it's can't. The 90s. But you're watching this man walk around, and you're not going to profile him a little totally. bit. Totally, but he's basically like I had been listening, and then I imagine didn't think he liked what he was saying. Right, so, so he essentially pushed the panic button. Yeah, he he turns the so there's this yeah. there's this thing, and there's a little knob that is like uh, like a dial on a 
microwave or something. Mm-hmm. So it goes from like zero to 10. And as he turns the knob up, it basically constricts Skinner's heart with the nanobites. So that's what he does throughout the episode. But anyway, I think this is actually the last we see of Skinner. So like TBD, yeah. I'm assuming he's going to be alive. He's but... fine. Um, <laughs> he'll be around. <laughs> yeah. So meanwhile, Scully is actually going to have uh, a conversation with, with Kritchko. Uh, I believe. Well, no, I think it's sorry. It's two separate conversations because mm-hmm. she's going to have regrets basically about like leaving everything behind. Right. And then Fowley is going to mm-hmm. tell Mulder, like, oh, your commitments are childish and we should start a family together. Yeah, it's a really weird couple of scenes because I think that she visits Kritchkow and notices also, this is the part where she notices that he has a stolen copy of all of her information. This idiot has the info up on his computer yeah, as when he answers the door like, and it, he basically like, admits to hacking her computer and she yeah. deletes all the files like i know obviously you don't know who's at the door but like no matter who it is you know it's like at work close like, your computer or put, put up a fake screen or something but yeah he basically says that he stole her information to get it analyzed by the nih the national institution of health to basically prove whether Mulder has biological alien dna in him because yeah because then that will make Krishkow's plan is to be the leak yeah, Krishka wants his job back. He wants his life back. He feels what she's not going to get because no, literally. And also, I blame this on Scully because the fact that she deleted that information, I think, is why he dies later because Crycheck shows up and is basically there to destroy it, mm-hmm. but finds out or get it, and he finds out he doesn't even have it, and so he kills him. So you think because Krishka didn't have any leverage, that Crycheck just kills him right there? Yeah. I could see it go either way. I mean, he probably kills him anyway, but exactly. I don't think it helped. Anyway, yeah, we're back in... Um, in back in uh, suburbia. Yeah, or, sub- what do we call it? Like Pleasantville? Or, Pleasantville, that's a good way to call it. The Stepford Wives mm-hmm. territory. And um, yeah, so he's basically like... Uh, yeah, he, even he's like, this is a little too much. You're yeah, coming he, on way too strong yeah, he's here. Like, he's like, yeah, last night was fun, but like, I gotta go. I got responsibilities. And, and well, she's and, like, you're being a child. And was she implying that like she was already pregnant or what? No, saying? no, no. Okay. She was just saying that he was being like selfish that right, he but wasn't yeah, but the idea of wanting to start a family specifically. Oh no. Cause this is supposed to be one of those. The next few scenes are basically him having a dream. Yeah. We don't, we don't have the montage until later. No, but it's like the, it's, it's, that's kind of the vibe anyway. But anyway, he's reunited with Samantha, who apparently has also been living. Yeah, adult Samantha, who's yes. just playing with the children, living a life you've forsaken. Now, it's weird we don't see any follow-up from this. No, but I think the whole point was to tempt him to follow through with the dreams. But that's fine. I would have liked to see that. I would I would like to see a conversation. Like, I, I do not like the fact that it was distilled down to Fally. I know this is the last time we see the character, yeah. but I feel like that's a missed opportunity. No, I know, but it's also not important because it's not real, and I think that the whole point is that it's jumping from thing to thing. Because, like, the next section is that he marries Fally, and they have children, and, yeah. like, the years like, go by. It's like the end of Six Feet Under. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like time passes super, like really quickly and all of a sudden he's older and Fally's dead. Yeah. And um Mulder's like revealed to be dreaming everything. Right. This is when we get the reveal that of course it's all a fake. Yeah. He, he I mean as the time hard. started jumping too, it was like, oh <laughs> yeah. Basically we find out Mulder's on this this cross table. Right? Yeah, some it's, sort of examination table in a government facility somewhere. And, and we'll find out later that essentially why Cigarette Smoking Man took him was to like transplant the the the, the activated virus yeah into cigarette smoking man to like make him more powerful and also you know i think help the the case of okay if, if we if he's experiencing this we all can and we can help ourselves against colonization well yeah because Mulder is now 
um, I guess you could say vaccinated against right. colonization, inoculated, inoculated. Yeah. so he can't be turned into an alien. He can't be a host. Mm-hmm. And so that's what he's hoping he can do to himself. Um, and so they're going to like take out his brain and put in and yeah, the, the, the science is very yada yada about this because I guess the because they end up going through yeah. it and the assumptions they just cut open Mulder's head and like took part of his brain and put it in the cigarette. Yeah, they talk about cranial tissue, which Weird. the parts that have been infected and activated because of the virus they implant into the cranial tissue of the cigarette smoking man, which is like does not make any scientific it, sense. It does not. Whatsoever. And also that Mulder's fine and they didn't have to shave yeah. his head at all. Yeah, and there's no like even like a, a line of sewing things up around well, his they head. Did, it's all. in the back. Yeah, but that's still like there's no marks from anything. I think the shaved head is a very good observation. Yeah, I I guess maybe they shaved a part of it to get in there, and that's why he has the white bandage around his head. But when you when you show up at his apartment later, he's wearing that baseball cap. The assumption is that he has no hair, and then he takes the cap off, and you're like, well, why do you have the cap on? <laughs> maybe they just felt it was such a good haircut they didn't want to. <laughs> didn't want to. He probably said no on it. So this is going to be when Scully confronts Fowley. Yeah. Because Fowley, again, she is, like, in the scrubs alongside Cigarette Smoking Man. She's his cohort. And basically, Scully kind of guilts her, right? because well, I think that she's also like, is this necessary? She says it a few times to the Cigarette Smoking Man, because she's watching it all right, happen. Again, and this, she's this like, is the, the Doubting Thomas, if yeah. you will. She's another biblical reference. Yeah, do you know what that biblical reference is by saying Doubting Thomas? I'm assuming it was Thomas doubted the miracles that Jesus was doing. Yes, but it's, it's Thomas. <laughs> so forlorn when I got the answer right. <laughs> it's Thomas doubting that Jesus came back from, um, oh. from his resurrection and the way he's like, Jesus like, approaches him and is like, Hey, I'm back. Aye, aye, aye. Like, let's get it on. Aye, 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 aye. <laughs> like, let's get things done. You're my apostle. Like, let's spread the word. And Thomas is like, you're not Jesus. Like, Jesus is dead. And then t- Jesus comes back and shows him the holes in his hands. Mm-hmm. And he basically is like, you should have believed without having to see. And so what, then he like murders Thomas out of revenge? No. No, oh, that would have been cool. He's Jesus. <laughs> yeah, but like... This isn't the Old Testament. Yeah, so that's the connotation. Like, I know... I know Doubting Thomas. I know Peter denies. You know the, Lazar- the Lazarus Pit. I know the Lazarus Pit. I know that Pontius Pilate washes his hands of the situation. <laughs> so everything that was in a musical about Jesus, you know. It could be worse. <laughs> I will just say that. It could be worse. That's true. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so Scully is essentially going to tell Fowley, you know, Mulder would do would not do what you're doing in his situation. Yeah, she's basically telling him, like, if this was you on that table, would you think Mulder wouldn't fight his way to the death to get you back? Yeah, and yeah, so like, like, he hmm. would. And so basically, we'll find out later that she does sort of give up the, the gun and, and gives Scully the means to rescue Mulder. Right. She, but- she's, she's, I mean, it's interesting because Scully's already gotten the book, which Fowley confirms was from her. So, like, I think she's already sort of skewed yes. towards well, that area. Yeah, but- and I think you see that by her asking the cigarette-smoking man, like, do you think this is necessary? Right. And it's just, like, pretty consistent, but... Should we should we talk about this montage here? The older Mulder of it all? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we mentioned it quickly that, yeah, the years pass quickly, he grows older... Uh, Fowley dies in his dream, mm-hmm. um, and then we we flip back to reality when we are when it's sort of given back to us that it's it's all a dream. But then we go back into the dream, and Mulder becomes an old man. <laughs> this is so Spencer asks, which has the worst old man Mulder makeup, Amor Fati or Dodcom? A more fatty bar none. Yeah, well, dot com isn't really old age makeup either. It's salt. Yeah, and it's also <laughs> like that. That I could kind of it's like, like shriveled, and we only see that for like. 
10 minutes like only like five minutes this week but they're not saying that he's he's old in that they're saying that he's lost all the hydration in his body right whereas that's what this looks like this (laughs) is some of the worst old age makeup i've ever but it's it's not even wrinkly no he's like uh he's like resembles if he smeared yeah model magic on his face and And let let it dry dry. i mean it's not good that's for sure but he looks like um what is that like the the name of the the tiling or like the ceiling at a a school right stucco stucco exactly he has stucco face yeah he has stucco face so, like, the, the wrinkles are even realistic like he has infinitesimal tiny well, microscopic I'm, wrinkles i'm not gonna say face. maybe they intended that but the fact that Mulder is an old man in his dream and the cigarette smoking man is the same age as he was um and he basically you know it's it's obvious that there's something going on here again and he tells him that our, our program's a little bit off. We didn't work on the old age makeup that well. <laughs> yeah. And so he uh, tells him that everyone's dead. Fowley, Deep Throat, Samantha, Scully, they're all dead. Um, and yeah. that... Uh, and basically he says, like, oh, there's a boy back it, on the beach who's ready to show you what you wanted to see. Yeah, but that's at the end of this. But first he tells him that they're the only ones left. Basically mm-hmm. insinuating that they both survived whatever alien invasion it was, and it's just them. And, um, yeah, they look out the window... And there's an alien holocaust. <laughs> yeah, essentially. It's like War of the Worlds out yeah, there. Yeah, which uh, is actually really well done from a from, graphics perspective Well, because I think what they do is it's not all CGI, right? I can yes. imagine. So I mentioned this when we were watching it, but it's a painting with then CGI elements layered on top of it, mm-hmm. which I think is what they do in a lot of Star Wars, uh, in the Star Wars movies yeah, as well. I think well, that makes sense. Like, create a, ba- create a painted background and then build stuff on top of that. Yeah, so at so, least, like, if there's hokey stuff in the foreground, the background looks nice. Yeah, and I didn't think it looked that hokey what they were doing they were just like spaceships zooming in and out and things exploding so here i'm a little confused because before we get to the to the alien apocalypse there is a point where he goes back Mm -hmm. to the beach and the kid right built this giant sandcastle of the ship Uh, yeah so basically he uh, is dreaming that like he so the old man him is Old man is the humanity. Mulder. It's the humanity. He's succumbed to the temptation of humanity. Mm-hmm. The little kid version of him is the one that believes in aliens and knows that the truth is out there. And so this is Mulder telling himself that he needs to go finish that sandcastle. So he why needs do, to go find the truth. So this, when the cigarette smoking man appears here, that's Mulder. It's version. Mulder. Yeah. Oh, none okay. of none of the stuff that's happening in this dream could have been. In- I for some reason thought it was the cigarette smoking man, like being able to jump in and influence. No, there's no way that could. Ha- I don't think okay. they even know what he's dreaming you know okay. so i think it's all just in his head so okay and, and the kid yeah. meanwhile is destroying the ship he's basically like this was supposed to be you you were the chosen one and, yeah because basically like let himself down yeah uh and then also is it this is where we have the et moment right like have you looked for him here and he points to his heart yeah <laughs> it's so stupid it's again it's very very alien adjacent that's with that's uh, albert hofstein though right Yes, that yeah. is Albert Hostein. Because Scully, we should also mention this, like, Scully's going to wake up, like, passed out in her living room. So I guess, was she having her own dreams? Yeah, she was having her own dreams. Um, but I think that this is the ghost. It's supposed to be, like, the ghost of, of Albert Hostein. Yeah. Because later in the episode, they tell us that he's been in a coma. So this okay. is, like, his astral projection. And then he dies. It's it's just, it's weird because, again, Scully wakes up on the floor of her living room. So was it, like, mm-hmm. did his spirit take her over? Did he see her in, like, ghost and she passes out? Well, I think it's the astral projection projection and that they prayed together all night long and when she wakes up his his astral projection's not there anymore so mm-hmm. she just falls asleep yeah she's not passed out they prayed all night 
Okay, but she gets uh, a little bit of benevolence Mm -hmm. in the form of uh, an envelope shoved under her door with a key card. Yeah, exactly. And so she's able to to go rescue Mulder. But first, we are sort of um, we're given this little um, tableau of Krychek killing Krychkow and burning burning everything. Watching it burn. Yeah, for a second there, I, I like had this like worry that this was the X-Files office again. I was like, oh no, because they were X-Files burning. Or X-Files office, man. Um, Gone through so many iterations. And he steals his laptop because he's, I guess, his hope was that there's... I guess take it. Well, maybe he doesn't know there's no information on there. Maybe he killed him thinking there was. And maybe Krychek just wants a a computer. He wants to play solitary. Yeah, maybe he's such like a sad sack that he just needed a computer. He wanted to watch YouTube videos to make him feel better. (laughs) Not yet. Um, So... This is where we're going to get like an interesting cross planar yes. Scull- Scully and Mulder conversation. So yeah, this is like maybe Mulder's coming out of it a little bit, and he's hearing Scully in his vision, but also in reality, right? Because Scully's going to, the, you know, Dream Scully is going to visit Mulder here, basically like really slapping some sense into him, yeah. saying you're a deserter, you're a coward, you're training in the mission for this creature mm-hmm. comfort. Get up and fight the fight. So I think he maybe he sensed that she was there, and then like put all these words in her mouth. Like I don't think she's saying any of that no, stuff. No, I do not think she would be that rough with him but she finds him and and she's like sort of stroking his face like telling him he needs to get up like you need to get up and she's crying she's so good at crying and he does wake up yeah so she was able to to make the right approach here i mean she he'll bring it up later but she is his constant mm-hmm. so it makes sense that much like desmond's call to penny this was the thing to rouse him yeah you loved when he said that i mean listen how could i not <laughs> it's true um so anyway two weeks later Two, uh, yeah, a, a week they later. escape a week later. Yeah, yeah, we yada yada through like them just getting out. I guess nobody else was around. <laughs> also, like nobody wanted to see that again. Them escaping a government facility. Yeah, it's I, happened far too often. Yeah, true. Though again, there's a lot of things of well, shouldn't this place be more high security? If so, well, remember when to walk he out? rescues her from the iceberg and she, you know, like they're escaping that yeah, they're, in the movie. Are just very badly manned. Yeah. I would say cigarette smoking man's like our job is done. Let's all go grab a beer. My treat. Yeah, and so they Scully goes to his apartment to just sort of check up on him and she sees him getting ready to go back to work which yeah, is wild and, and but she is also emotionally overwhelmed for yeah. a number of reasons she doesn't know like what to believe mm-hmm. who to trust again like this has foundationally shaken who she was all this stuff about the aliens and the bible and i know that scully is typically someone to not want to believe and she's still trying to right. reconcile with all that and, and she also feels super guilty because now she has to tell him that Fally's dead <laughs> yeah and scully also feels guilty because all the cursing out that she did for for Fowley, Fowley sort of came through for her. Yeah, she end. was the only... I mean, I don't think Mulder would have been rescued otherwise. Yeah, so. she's the one who gave the book, the key card. Then she was murdered. And so. then she was murdered. So R.I.P. Diana Fowley. I mean, you went out <laughs> a good person, but like... Still, you sucked as a character. Still mixed as a character. Um, anyway, this is where we get the touchstone uh, constant of it all. And basically, like, a very emotional scene, which I really love. These are the scenes that I love between them, where there's, like, this... I, I know it's, like, a will-they-won't-they they kiss type of thing, but, yeah. like, I never feel like they're going to. I always feel like it is just this, like just intense like moment of connection Mm -hmm. where he tells her that she's his constant that she's everything to him and she says like you're mine and and it's like it's like a reawakening of the 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 duo yeah but we see what Mulder's true constant is as the episode ends with him and assumingly his younger self building the sandcastle of the spaceship so like yeah Mulder's back baby yes exactly he's back he's better than ever he's ready to find aliens yeah so (laughs) this is interesting when I remember when Brendan Fitzpatrick made a list of of his own like essential X-Files episodes to watch I think this was one of the only 
season finale slash season premiere arcs he left off. Really? I mean, I could. I can't remember what he I, said. I can see I've a little completely bit gone off. It just does feel a little bit like, except for Fowley being dead and the whole revelation about Cigarette Smoking Man being Mulder's father, like. We sort of go back to square one. Yeah, but I also just, I've always enjoyed the, um, the trip to Africa that happens in these scenes, in this one with the big spaceship in the water. Cause I feel like that's cool. Like from a visual perspective, it's, 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 it's good to get a change of location. Yeah. But also like there's a big spaceship in the water that yeah. has human genetics on it. Like that's cool. It's a cool idea. I'm assuming we don't build on it much though. Um, to an extent that the aliens, like, you know how we left the syndicate behind? So we're right. like, what happens now with the whole idea that aliens are trying to colonize the Earth? It'll continue to be, like, in the back of everyone's mind. But it's just a reminder of, like, yes, uh, it's aliens like a reminder. Are, are foundational and human and uh, know, yeah, and also aliens are like foundational in this show. <laughs> like, yeah. Listen, very, very true. Uh, we we want to talk some spooks. Who's spooking you this week? Uh, probably Burns. Barnes. Yeah, Barnes. Barnes. I mean, he does burn later on. I'm going to say Barnes. I'm also going to say Krishkow. Yeah, he. I mean, he's not spooky so much as he is a bit of a tragic figure, but I would say he definitely plays a uh, like a, a force in these two episodes. And he, he is, also he is, is dead. And he's also dead. I guess that makes him spooky as well. Oh, maybe Albert Hostein should be. Mm, I don't know how spooky. Well, I guess he's he, pretty spooky when he visited school. Oh, you know what? Should the guy with the spear be a spook? Sure. all right so we are going to continue with the x-files season seven now that i know that they were planning for this to be the final one i have i'm really intrigued to see how they approach this season yes so um i'm excited about this season there's a lot of episodes we're gonna watch there's also a lot of episodes we're not gonna watch i think that we when going over what the next two episodes were gonna be um i skipped the next in the lineup which is hungry we're not gonna watch brain cannibalism oh boy but we are going to watch millennium oh that's the uh isn't that another chris carter spinoff show yes and so that uh, there are portions of it in this episode yes it's like a backdoor pilot it's like a little bit of a backdoor pilot and also a little bit about the actual millennium because it is in 1999 that this is taking oh place. yeah this came out in november no- 28th yes oh wow so a month before yeah, yeah so there's can, a it's a fun little nostalgia trip yeah for us, we I can think. we can certainly talk about y2k yes it happened we, we, we were there and then the other one that we're going to watch next week is the Goldbird variation oh, yeah, so I remember this it takes place in the 80s right it's a little bit like the wonder years and they sort of do a bunch of like send-ups of pop culture right uh, i think jeff garland's in it and are you being serious right no, now? No, it's a joke about the Goldbergs, <laughs> the show. Oh, okay. Because um, I was like, no, none of that. But it does have two guest stars, one of which recently passed away, Willie Garson of, oh, of Sex, Sex in the, in the City. City fame. So I thought this would be a nice send-up to him and his mm-hmm. an honor his fight for pancreatic cancer. Um, and also Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> what the? Shia LaBeouf is in this? Yeah, as a, a small X-Files? kid. As a very small kid. Oh, that um, is so... And this is like... This think, is like primo Shia LaBeouf yeah, territory. Yeah, this is like pre-Even Stevens. Yeah, so this is a good pre-even one. Stevens. This is about... It, main character is Willie Garson, so that'll be fun for us to watch. As you can imagine, has something to do with uh, some some uh, Rube Goldberg machinery and stuff like that. So. Interesting. Okay, so yes, episode four and episode six of season seven. We're talking about the last few episodes of, ni- of 1999 of the 20th century. 1999. Well, hopefully we'll be doing some partying. So if you have any thoughts about those episodes and the ones we just talked about, you know what to do. Xfilesofposhowrecaps.com, bloomfilesofposhowrecaps.com. Uh, on Twitter, at Pelagi, at a Mike Bloom type, at Recaps. We're going to keep going through season seven I'm very intrigued to see Shia LaBeouf and Willie Garson in an X Files episode, as well as like something that that loosely inspires a spinoff. 
um, of the, it's really good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited to check out some more really good X-Files as yet another scene oh, gets Oh, wait, pause. What are, what are we pausing about? Um, so, Millennium... Is, this is when it was canceled, actually. Oh, so this is not the beginning. This is the end. Yeah, this is the end. So it's bringing closure to that ending. Because I'm assuming it got canceled and, and Chris Carter's like, all right, well, I've got to close the series yes. out some way. So there'll be a little bit of a crossover there. All but... right. Well, I'm going to need to have a lot explained to me, probably more so than I do, usual. Uh, well, me too, because I'm not a big Millennium person. I'll have to do some research. If you have some Millennium thoughts, send them in so we can get some backstory here. I'm looking forward to hearing from you all. Looking forward to talking more X-Files next week. Special thanks to Corey B for this fantastic theme song. We'll talk next week. Until then, case closed.